Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another uh, episode uh, where we are looking at Second Peter, Second Peter chapter one uh, and verse four. Um, if you haven't listened to uh, the other two uh, episodes, go for it. We would love uh, for you to uh, go back and listen to those. They are not very long at all, uh, and would love to get your feedback on them. Um, so let, let's go ahead and dive in. Grab your copy of God's Word. Let's open up together uh, to Second Peter chapter one and verse four. For by these He has granted to us His precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. And this time, what we're going to be looking at uh, is this, promises kept, promises kept. And so here we see the Apostle Peter say, for by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. And last time we, we looked at his precious and, and we camped out on the preciousness, the majesty uh, of Christ, magnifying Christ, looking at what scripture says about the glory of Christ. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that's incredibly important to start with um, because we, we, you, can't, you can't study the actions uh, or the promises of God without studying the character and the attributes of God. And we have to understand that you cannot divorce his attributes from his actions, as so many try to do uh, these days, as we have talked about on Matter of Theology a couple of times in a couple of different episodes. But but we have to understand that when we, um, we, we have to start with the, the character um, and, and the nature of who God is, uh, the character and nature of who Christ is, if we are to truly understand his promises um, as the scriptures pr- uh, proclaim, as the scriptures state. So uh, so that's that's what we have looked at thus far. Now, uh, so we're going to camp out on, on his precious and magnificent promises, that phrase there. And as we looked at last time, his precious is the, the timios, um, uh, the, in, the, the valuable, the invaluable, really, um, honorable, the, the inestimable and irreplaceable uh, Christ himself. Um, and, and then we see this word magnificent, megastos in the Greek, exceedingly great. And the root of that word um, uh, actually can be translated as loud, um, abundant, large. And, and as we have talked about, and as we know, uh, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, um, that our God is the God who has breathed stars into existence. He, he created everything we see and creation uh, cries out to him in honoring him. Uh, we see uh, in scripture that uh, one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. So we have to start there um, and uh, because we have to understand the nature of who he is if we are to understand the precious and magnificent promises, the assurances, the guarantees that he has given us. Uh, that, that, that is a must. That is a must. Um, and so we see that that in Christ, in Christ, uh, Paul said in um, in Corinthians, uh, he said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and in verse 20, for as many as many as are the promises of God in him, they are yes. Therefore, also through him is our amen to the glory of God through 
us. Let me read that again. For as many as are the promises of God in him, they are yes. Therefore also uh, through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. So we see that our Christ is precious. Our Christ is magnificent. Our Christ is invaluable. Our Christ is exceedingly, abundantly uh, great. I mean, uh, we, we looked at Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 20. Uh, Last time, go read that. But he is the image of the invisible God. Hebrews tells us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's who he is. He is faithful. And because he is faithful and because uh, of, of his completed and ongoing work, we understand that we have everything we need in him and that he has given us specific promises, specific promises in scripture. So we're just going to look at just a couple of these just very, very briefly. Um, uh, Paul says in, a, in, in his letter to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 14, um, he says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that he would give you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you, being firmly rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we can ask or understand according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. We see that we have these promises of God, these these promises that no matter what we face in this world, this depraved and fallen and corrupted world, we're going to get to that later in this verse, this world that has been handed over and is under the wrath and judgment of God, that no matter what we face, what we face, that our God is sovereign and has promised he has promised to, to protect us. He has promised to see uh, us that are adopted in and, and, and have been, been grafted in, as Paul said in Romans 9, uh, to the family of God as adopted sons and daughters, that there are promises that we can hang our hat on, so to speak, that we can hold on to no matter what we face. We know, we know that those who love God, those who have been chosen by God, that, that all things, no matter what, they work together for good, for, for those who are called according to his purpose. And there is a purpose behind them. And here's what they are, Romans 8, 29, because those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed into, to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. We have a promise, not just a promise, multiple precious and magnificent promises that no matter what we face, that nothing will separate us from the love of Christ, not affliction, not turmoil or persecution or famine or nakedness, peril or sword, nothing, nothing, death, life, angels, rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor 
any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There are so many promises that we find riddled throughout the scriptures that have found their, all the promises, not so many, all the promises that find their yes in Christ. They find their yes in Christ. Therefore, also through him is our amen. So brother or sister, where are you with this today? Do you understand that because he is precious and magnificent, that his promises are precious and magnificent, that all of them find their yes in Christ and, and that therefore we say amen, we say truly, we say verily, we understand, we rest, we conduct ourselves in a way that we understand these promises. We conduct ourselves in a way that, that shows the world that, that, that we trust in a sovereign God and trust that he is our heavenly father, that we are his children and, and that we, we're going to act like it. And if Christ is precious and magnificent to us, if we, if we ascribe that glory that he intrinsically already possesses, then we will not only live that way, but we will share that with everyone around us. He keeps his promises because that's who he is, our precious and magnificent Christ. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and uh, we pray it has been a blessing to you. We will see you on the next one.